Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My headphones are live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like, kiss the mic, basically. I do that. Normally. Do you? Yeah. And so I have a chip in my tooth. <laughs> Did that mid-gig. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. But I had, like, oh, but that, isn't that like mic. a hard microphone? Not this is a nice no, soft, no, not one. A soft one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not that sensitive. sensitive. Episode 40, 45. Five. Yeah, yeah. Right. You've done 45 of these. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hello, listeners of Lower Your Expectations. Welcome to episode 45 of the podcast. And today is very special because we are joined by the one and only. Jack Whitehall. Hello. <laughs> Your hello is different to like you do on YouTube. It was, oh, hello. It was, yeah, it was way more dude, podcasty. You have not watched my videos in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hello has just kind of died a death. You don't believe in it anymore. It got to the point when like, it felt really bad, but I was, I was, I'd, people would stop me in the street and they'd ask me to do my hello. And, really? And I'd be standing on a street phrase? going, Hello. <laughs> it just got to the point where I'm like, what am I doing? Fuck off. <laughs> Can you swear on this podcast? Just say whatever you want. Oh, so how are you doing anyway? You good? Yeah, I'm very good. Neighbor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me, me and Jack realized we live fairly close to each other. Yeah, because I was watching you have breakfast. Yeah, that was a bit weird. <laughs> I was where was this? We were in um, a place, a in, place London. in London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was sat there and I get a DM from Jack and he's like, are you in said place? And I said, yes. And he goes, looks romantic. And I was like, well, I'm with my managers. Definitely. <laughs> it did look romantic. And then you were like, you were feeding her eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and then that's why from that chat, I was like, yeah, let's get you on the podcast. Yeah. Because we actually met Two years ago. I think two. it was two years ago around now, to be honest. Two years Are you on about the YouTube video yeah. you guys yeah. did? Yeah. I mean, we can literally look and find the exact look. date. Do you know what I mean? We could do it to the hour. For that that's iconic enough. video. That iconic video. Do you have your own Google? My own Google? Oh, no, that's no. YouTube. Sorry. That's YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had your own tailored Google with Marcus Butler on it. <laughs> Jack, what good. was you expecting when you went around Marcus's to film that video? Um, I don't know. I'd never done any kind of... Go um, around a stranger's house just to film some videos like... Yeah, yeah. He, had you ever done a YouTube video before? No, I hadn't, and I've never done a podcast. This is my first ever podcast. You've broken me in uh, in so many ways, smashing so smashing. much of modern culture. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I'd never done an, a YouTube video before, and I didn't really know what to expect. But like when you were sending me texts, like bring a change of clothes, <laughs> I was like, okay, this isn't a like a, a normal interview that. that I've done. You know, <laughs> I did. Forget Graham that. Norton doesn't say make sure you wear clothes that you can change. And are you allergic to this, this, or this? Yeah, that is true. We, it's because we had to kind of come up with, I was like, I wanted to get you on, and obviously it makes sense for you to talk about something, yeah. which was the Bad Education movie. Yeah. And we made a joke of it that I kept calling it Bad Teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my audience didn't understand that, so they just thought I was a dick. <laughs> yeah. the whole time, so I was like, oh. <laughs> brilliant, cheers. Um, but yeah, I forgot, you, you were like running around naked in my 
flat. Didn't you do cinnamon yeah. stuff as well? Yeah, cinnamon, everything, eggs, all of the good everything. YouTube things. Yeah, because that was like a classic, a classic YouTube challenge, like combined into one video. Yeah, it was like every challenge. And I still, you know, people still <laughs> say <laughs> they do. Some people come up, you know, a certain type of person comes up and goes, "Oh yeah, I saw you in that video." Well, more <laughs> near to when it happened. Yeah, sure. I wanted to ask you about that, just because you mentioned it, in terms of getting recognised. How is getting recognised for you in terms of, like, what is your demo? Because I feel like like my parents know who you are. Yeah. But also, like, my audience would know who you are. Well, I try to do quite a lot of different things, and I think that means that I have quite a broad fan base. And so when I go out on tour, my audience is very varied, and it used to probably be much younger skewing but you know that show league of their own that i do means that i have a lot of like white van drivers <laughs> that will literally oi, drive past oi, me. Oi, oi. one of them the other day i was walking down uh, where i live and uh, a white van pulled up and shouted out oi tell colin to lose some fucking weight oh. I drove off. I was like, oh, okay. okay i will i, I will yeah he won't uh, so yeah you get that and then um younger people i guess from things like bad education mm -hmm. and maybe my stand-up and but then i've tried to do like other, you know, acting work and things like that that maybe mums and dads might watch. And so, yeah, I, I like doing lots of different things and trying to have a, a slightly broader fan base. Do you get a lot of dialogue, like, quoted at you? Do people just shout, like, catchphrases at you and things like that? Yeah, a bit of that and sort of people assuming things are real. I mean, the hardest one, you know, and you, you must get it as well just because of the nature of what you do when you're, you know, you're doing your YouTube videos, you're, like, very fun and, yeah, and like... Flamboyant. Flamboyant. And, and likewise, when I'm on League of Their Own, like... I'm really up for a laugh all the time yeah, and that's you're the going whole for purpose of the show and you know they're 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 pushing me around and chucking and people think that you can behave like that every, <laughs> every day yeah, yeah yeah and so if I'm out in a pub and people start getting drunk they will come over and like put me in headlocks and, oh. you know like oh it's it's really bad and I'm like you cannot behave like that um so that that's the hard thing and, and the the big one with people you know comedians is that they expect you to be funny oh, all the time we were oh. just about to say because like the most frustrating thing for me is explaining when someone doesn't understand YouTube and it's like this is kind of what I do and yeah. start talking about that and they ask oh what kind of videos do you make and it's like oh like comedy and they're like ah oh, so you're a comedian then and it's like well, not really like it's more writing and that <laughs> yeah. oh so like tell me a joke and they just quiz oh, you on the never spot. ever ever say comedian on any form that i get any immigration <laughs> form occupation and i've made the mistake of it before if you put comedian it's just you just expect it oh it's the worst thing i had it when i went through to new york for the first time ever and i put occupation comedian and at the um passport control the guy was like oh comedian are you you was funny as jerry seinfeld i was like um no and he went correct and stamped my passport <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> but there's ne no, never say, always say um, performer or writer yeah. or just something that n makes people not expect you to have to be funny. You could have put comedian on yours because oh, you, you have you done a stand up gig. He, no. he wanted no, to, he wanted to do stand up comedy at one point. I, I was um, playing around <laughs> with the idea of like, writing some stand up. That yeah. was when I said that to Marcus, and <laughs> yeah. then we were in a taxi with like, a load of people I've met literally half an hour ago. <laughs> Go on, Matt, tell them some jokes. You're doing some stand up. <laughs> I bombed. <laughs> Badly <laughs> but you did have a nice idea. Well, I I'd be terrified by it. So What's for this? Matt's wedding, it's not happening now, though, is it? 
the, the, the wedding. Or no, the, no, 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 get married. <laughs> uh, Matt had a good idea to do like everyone at his wedding has to go on stage and do a minute of stand up. Oh, I'm doing that for seconds. my thirtieth. Oh, oh, my thirtieth birthday. I'm getting my five or six best mates to do five minutes of stand up material. Five get minutes. Club. Yeah, they've got to write their best five. <laughs> Not about me, about oh, anything. Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. And they've got to write their best five. And there's a couple of them that are so excited about it, and others that are like, "This oh, is the worst thing that's ever happened." At least that's happen. a safe space, though, isn't it? Because there's all your mates and stuff. So everyone's going to uh, be no. Yeah, it can't be that. It has to be in a club. I need to. Find, I'm going to make sure that there's an audience that is partisan. No. So because watching them dies, because a lot of them as well. Like I have one of my mates who, when we were at university and I first started doing it, he was like, "Oh, this stand-up lark doesn't seem like that, <laughs> that, you know, hard. that hard." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did. He wrote some material and he he performed it to us once, and it was just the worst <laughs> stuff you've ever heard. Um, so yeah, I think there is like some people go, "Oh, it's the hardest thing to do in the world," and other people go, "Yeah, I could do that." And it's somewhere in between. Is we the always have the people that are like, I can do it. When essentially, when you explain something and people who are very simple don't understand it, it's like, oh, <laughs> very I, simple. I, yeah, because it is. It's like, oh, I make videos at home. And they're like, what? Just with a camera? And like, yeah. Oh, we can do that. Let's go and upload yeah. our videos. And you're like, oh, go on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there is literally thousands, millions of those people. And we've seen that it is quite hard to do. But you're, it's not happening anymore, is it? Unfortunately. Well, at the wedding? Yeah. No, they got vetoed. I really was happy. My better that. half. Are you yeah. doing a speech at the wedding? I, I hope yeah, go not. On, mate. I, I definitely hope not. I don't know any of his mates. These <laughs> <laughs> are all his mates. You'll meet him on the stag do. It's okay. Yeah, you should do a speech. Yeah, you could do a YouTube video. About Great it. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram live. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any? T- I mean, when was the last time you did stand up, Jack? It was no, it was recently, wasn't it? Yeah. So I've I'm just um done a Netflix special. Oh. which is is just come out um, on Netflix. And so I've been doing some shows to promote that. But it's it's hard because it's like that show I was doing for two years and I, you know, honed it and changed it and then edited it down for this Netflix special and it's been such a part of my life. And then the minute it goes on Netflix, all the material is dead because <laughs> you, you can't do it again and people have seen it and then all of yeah, a sudden shit. you've got nothing. And so it's this, it's terrifying, it's exciting because I've never had any a Netflix special before. But the minute you've done it, you're like, yeah, you I literally completely start again yeah you've got completely start again you've got to completely start from the ground up i have no jokes now so <laughs> I, it probably will be a while until i do a gig again uh-huh. but it's always exciting once you've once you've done the show and then you've got nothing and then suddenly you have like your first idea or the first nub of a routine and then you go and you do it on stage and if it works then it's just the it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. Trying out a new joke and it getting a laugh. That is the best drug there is. It's what if it so... doesn't though? Have you like... Oh that's that's soul crushing. <laughs> yeah. What's your like creep cause like your so for people listening that may not know you, like you said, I don't know if we said this on the podcast when we were chatting earlier, you do many different things. You stand up comedy, yeah. you've written film, you've written T V shows, you act, you are a panel host, etc. So you do a lot of yeah. different things. How does your creative process differ on the things that you like write? So how is writing a show different for you to writing a sitcom? Like writing a stand-up show different to writing a... So stand-up is a very gradual process and it's like going and doing gigs and building up little routines and doing that gradually, building a 20 minutes. But it's very immediate. It's very, you know, I'll think of an idea and I'll write it down on the notes of my phone Mm. and then I'll 
sort of rewrite it a few times in my head and then I could literally I could call someone up now I could get put on a club in in the West End I could get there in 20 minutes I could go on stage I could do it and then I'd have a bit of material and it would be written and that would be a bit that I could then do for two years do you know right okay so it's so immediate that fast it's just yeah like, it's like and and sometimes and it takes it takes a long time to build up enough material mm-hmm. to do a show and then you do a show and you go out and you try things and you cut things and you edit things but it's very immediate and it's you and the audience and if it gets a laugh then it works but if it doesn't get a laugh gone it's gone and it's so immediate and writing for tv is very slow and 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 film even slower and it's like sat away in a room i have a writing partner Mm -hmm. i write with him we knock about ideas we write a script we hand it in someone sends us back notes so long isn't it oh it's so long because we're going through as our audience know a little bit we're writing a show which i told you yeah being new to that world going from youtube where everything's so immediate if i want to make a video cool boom upload it yeah done. i'm i make all the decisions whatever when we're writing a show it's like so many different factors yeah go into it and it's just a big <laughs> but i think that's why a lot of people go to you uh, have, have ended up going to youtube and i think the landscape has completely changed because if i was at school when i was and mm. there was and youtube existed and i because i wrote sketches and little ideas and stuff i think i would have ended up as a youtuber i genuinely yeah. do because i would have written these things I would have sent them off and no one would have got back to me. I would have found it hard to, to, to be able to do it or find a platform for it. You know, I went to the Edinburgh Festival. That's where I ended up sure. taking it. But if, you know, I could have gone and filmed it with my mates and yeah. put it up on YouTube and people would have actually watched it. I think I would have done that instead. I but think that's... Just, it's not too late, though. You can, still, you can still do it. It's waiting there for you. Uh, I'll pick it all. <laughs> but that is the thing, though, because YouTube is so instantaneous and so many people have access to it. So yeah. being a YouTuber is now, like, the most kids in school when they go to their like careers advisors and stuff the most requested thing is a youtuber a youtuber that's cool but it's also the amount of people that are trying to yeah. probably do that what's the new footballer isn't that? i spoke to a youtuber who uh, is a mutual friend so i won't name who it is because <laughs> oh. he said something quite bleak where he said the, the the problem he found with it a bit is that when you create something like the quality doesn't matter like in terms of like you can make the best yeah. youtube yeah. video you've possibly made and it won't get the that hits many, yeah but you can get one with a good title and that will be the one that everyone oh, watches. Yeah. And you, but that's the game, isn't it? It's a, it's a, YouTube is essentially a game and people play that game. We've played that game to what, some... 18 months. Yeah, for 18 months on an old channel that we've just decided to stop because I was like, this isn't what I actually want to do. Like, cool, it's earning me money and stuff. But yeah. in five years' time, I don't want to look back and go, oh, for five years, I just spent time deep frying us or trying crazy foods, whereas I'd rather spend that time focusing on the stuff we want to actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I think I'm a bit now like, well, I want to make things away from YouTube because... Yeah. Yeah. But I think you could still do it on YouTube and but make like do more uh, like hone stuff and, and make it... But and I think that's what they want to do, isn't it? Yeah, they want to make more sort of like premium content as yeah. well, which I think is a good. It's a good thing to Avenue have on the platform. Stuff. Yeah, I mean that that's the other kind of weird thing, and I guess it probably. Well, no, I don't think it is, has always been the case. But in terms of like m- making a show now, like literally no one knows, even at the top level, what the like what the landscape is or mm-hmm. how it's going to move and change and mm. amazon and youtube and netflix and it, they sort of understand the direction that it might be going in but no one really has a clue yeah and no one really knows what, what it's what's going to look take like in 10 years like... time or where the best place is to be or what to do how to make the next 
Interesting show that it's terrifying for them, exciting for all the creators, though, isn't it? It's like more yeah. opportunities now yeah. than there ever used to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you prefer? Like, so out of all the things you do, the facets that you do, what do you like, enjoy doing most? Or is it like you love them all in set, like different ways? A bit of that, but also it's also a bit of like whatever you're doing, you're you always yearn to do the other yeah. thing, <laughs> like, which yeah. is so annoying because you know. I'll do a stand-up tour and I'll, I'll be so excited at the beginning and I'll love it. And every <laughs> night I go on stage, I'm like, oh my God, I love being a stand-up. This is so great. And then by like Fuck, date just 40, when you're, yeah, <laughs> you're in the middle of nowhere doing it and you're like, oh, I actually really would like to be on set doing yeah. a, a scripted <laughs> drama. But, so yeah, that's true. Do you know what? The, I think I want to get clarification from you on this. I think I saw you live way before you were who you are now in the Comedia in Brighton. Yeah, I played the Comedian brand. But it was on like a comedy road show. So my dad like loves going to the club. I was like maybe 18 or something. And yeah. he took us all down there. And you were one of their then like random people that yeah, just came on. Yeah, there's three or four people that go on. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. So there was a guy that was hosting it and you came on. I'm like 90% sure it's you, but I've never got clarification on that. I mean... Very, very, very possibly. I okay. definitely played the Brighton Comedian a lot and did a lot of weekends there. So okay. I'd go down. Are you do. hoping that I'm Jack almost like recognised you in the crowd? It's like, yeah. yes, Marcus, yeah. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it perfectly. Interesting. It, it very, yeah, very possibly. And also, if it was that when I started, there probably weren't that many other people like as young as me when, yeah, I, when yeah, I was for doing sure. it so it and was a bit of a novelty like long hair a ridiculous hair yeah. I was so cringe that's my <laughs> equivalent of hello here's oh. <laughs> my hair just cut that off <laughs> <laughs> there's still an episode of um, some panel show I did Would I Lie to You which is on repeat every now and again and my Twitter goes crazy <laughs> there is this there's like screen grabs of me with this hair but it's at the so time were you like in the mirror like fucking out I look sick yes oh I mean you were, yeah exactly it's an edgy look though yeah, it? I mean, you're going to be looking back in ten years' time on this, Garb. <laughs> we're going to be there. Well, I already um, I had platinum blonde hair for a year, sort yeah. of last year. And when I look at pictures now, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like it's quite a statement. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I have platinum blonde hair as well. Did once. you? Yeah. There's also a picture of that that exists. Is that quite a long time ago? It was a long time ago. It was was it like? Cool it platinum blonde, or was so it like yellow platinum blonde? It was, it was like yellow platinum blonde. And also, I was so desperate to keep it for as long as I could that the roots went really bad. So at one point, it was literally like 50 50 hair, like <laughs> half like dark root and then blonde tips, frosted tips. Frosted tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there. I did that when I was like 16. I went in and had, they put like a rubber hat on and they oh. pull through every single individual hair and then just paint oh. Did you love rocking up to school the next day after doing I that? I just looked like a bell end. Like, yeah. <laughs> sat Everyone in there hairdresser in massive pain just like what am i doing the best is my friend who ollie who's you know went to my school so you can paint a picture and uh, he got um he got cornrows on holiday but he started getting the cornrows and then it was so painful that he had to stop so he got four on one side of his head did, were they full cornrows? Yeah, full oh. cornrows all the way to the back. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. We're going to have to stop. We're going to have to stop. So he had four That's cornrows. That's quite a look. And I also had a guy called Lawrence Patter who was expelled from my school because he got Wu-Tang Clan um, <laughs> shaved into the back of his head and he was expelled. That seems a bit harsh. He'd done a lot of stuff oh, before okay. as well, to be fair. That was, that was the pushover yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. was your, was, did you go to a good school? I went to a very, very... I went to three schools and all of them were quite posh like okay. boarding schools one that Kate Middleton went to oh right so Just it was like properly yeah. hanging out with Princess Eugenie was there and stuff it was very very pretty run of the mill who, who went to your school in Bournemouth 
What do you mean? Well, you must Jamie Redknapp? Uh, Simon from he Blue? Done, he could have done. Isn't Simon, Simon from Blue from Bournemouth? Simon from yeah, Blue. Yeah, someone from the Claxons is from Bournemouth. Oh, right. Which Think, one from the Claxons? Uh, the main one. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we have this debate. So I'm originally from Brighton. Matt's from Bournemouth. How does that work? No, I'm from Brighton. I was born and grew up in Brighton. <laughs> oh. Matt was born and grew up in Bournemouth. Okay. And we have this constant debate about which is the better city. I don't know if you've got any. Oh, I know them both. You're going to wade into yeah. this. So we're looking for a bit of insight. Into well, Brighton. <laughs> Obviously, like, <laughs> no, no, I mean, <laughs> how, why, wait, why? We need I, to get I to could, the bottom of this. I could pretend, to, but obviously, <laughs> I think you should pretend. That'd be nice. He yeah, we just so, met. Look how, look nice. how defensive you he is. You already about... know, Marcus. You don't know me. You could be like, yeah, um, Bournemouth. Bournemouth's yeah. great. I, Bournemouth is where the site of the worst gig I ever did. Oh, I did a gig in Bournemouth, <laughs> and the guy. Whereabouts was it? It was it was in like a pub, and they had a Christmas. It was a Christmas party, and they served um, a turkey dinner at the back of the room on like a buffet, which was being served during my set. It's weird. <laughs> there was, yeah, no, this sounds good. This it was good. awful, and there was a group of industrial gardeners in, and they were all absolutely <laughs> wasted. And one of them got up on stage um, and oh, uh, sort no. of started wrestling me, but the, the security guard thought it was part of the show so they were all like, applauding I was like no this is not get him off me it was it was how old horrendous. are you at this point I, that was early days that was spiky hair spiky oh, hair days maybe Marcus in the crowd days I was about to say it could have been <laughs> okay on, on behalf of Bournemouth I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry that, no that, I, I like Bournemouth I've been back since I did the pavilions is it oh yeah pavilion yeah, yeah that's quite good yeah and there's you've done all... the Bic as well yeah the Bic yeah I did the Bic there's a lot nice. of old people at the pavilion's nicer than the Bic the Bic's got no character yeah it's just a bit soulless. Brighton, though, I've had some very... I've been on some, some stag dudes in Brighton. Oh, I Brighton went to Brighton Oceana, R.I.P. Oh, sticky floor. Stickiest sticky floor, floor ever. <laughs> and Oceana always has sticky floors, but the Brighton one was somehow <laughs> stickier. Sticky. I don't know if it's because it's near the sea or... There's, a, there's other reasons that, that I could strange people that go <laughs> yeah. down there. So. No, Brighton's great. I'm going to Brighton this weekend. Are you? I'm but doing lads. the most middle-aged thing ever. Oh. <laughs> I'm cycling to Brighton oh with some God. of my friends. That's good. I'm going to buy Lycra. So you're doing like your own personal London to Brighton. Yeah. Interesting. Have you do you cycle like No. <laughs> I've never cycled. I'm just I don't even own a bike. bike. <laughs> I don't know how it, How long does it take? I, it's maybe I mean a little well, it oh, says like, four and a half hours, but I think me, what was that on like, like Google Maps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might be in a car. <laughs> I'm doing that, and I've ne- I don't own a bike. I've never ridden like further than like Putney. You quite op- <laughs> you quite openly admit that you're not into like fitness as well. Because so. that's no, like sixty miles. Yes, yeah, it's it's a, it's a long, long way. I don't know whether I'll make it. I think I might go to the pub about halfway <laughs> and then fine. get an Uber. <laughs> but yeah. Can I get an Uber? Yeah, you can. Brighton has Uber. Does Bournemouth? Oh, let's like, not go there. Oh. Okay. It doesn't matter that they declined the license. It's fine. I like, I like Uber when it's in a random place, though, as well. Like when, they, when they've only just got it. Like in London, you have like Pool, XL, so many different just, varieties. And then you go to somewhere like Bournemouth and it would be like Chris or Julie. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, they, there's no point in having Uber unless you have a lot of cars. <laughs> I was going to segue on to talking about fitness, your new show with your dad, because I was watching an episode the other night (laughs) where you were trampolining. Yeah. And your fitness was, I mean, you're a bit. No, no, no. my fitness. I'm just. just, Okay. (laughs) If you had to run up like 40 flights of stairs, I was very impressed. I was watching the tramp when you did the bounce off. I honestly was sat there. I actually watched it with my parents. Cute. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I could do that. (laughs) 
yeah, my fitness is actually all right now. I'll have you know. Okay, it's a little bit better than it was back then. So I, you know, I jogged today. Oh, nice. I'll do a bit of that. I don't, you know, I don't go to the gym, but I do. A, do you jog? Honestly, yeah, I do. Oh, I hate running. You might see me jogging around here, oh. very slowly, <laughs> out of breath, as well, you're eating breakfast with your um, <laughs> manager. Manager. So yeah, I know. I, I was quite unfit. My dad, as you see in that show, is not a particularly sporty person. Like yeah. he, he loses his breath ironing a shirt. Yeah, so, but his motivation is like Alex Ferguson on the side during the football game. That was brilliant. Oh, yeah. That he really fantastic. laid into me, didn't he? <laughs> That's He's a hair man. How was that, the show with your dad, filming it? Like, Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was amazing to spend five weeks with your dad at this point in my life. I don't spend enough time with my parents. Mm. And so to spend five weeks was great. It was quite intense. And he's literally never been abroad. So, <laughs> I mean, to go and take him to, to Southeast Asia and Vietnam and Cambodia was a real, it was, you know, it was a proper thing. Proper thing, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I had an amazing time, but it was, there were some weird moments. I thought that when I watched the episode when you're like in a canoe, yeah. And you like go into some rocks and I'm sat there like, your dad like doesn't look very comfortable. He can't swim. What? Yeah, what if he <laughs> fell onto the rock or something? <laughs> well, just so you know, and he was really bitching about that, the water came up to your waist. So it would have <laughs> yeah, been so like... hard for him to drown <laughs> in that situation. Day one, we got out there and uh, he'd never been on a long haul flight. Oh so his God. back, he had oh. a really bad back pain. So we arrived in Bangkok and the guy at the hotel, we were staying in a five-star hotel. It wasn't like a proper gap yeah. He was like, we'll get you a, a masseuse to come around and she'll do a sports massage on your back and she'll, you know, she'll sort, sort you that out. out. He goes off to sort that out. My dad turns to me, he's like, I'm not getting a massage in Bangkok. I can't get a massage <laughs> in Bangkok. And I was like, what? And he was like, well, I've heard the stories. And I was like, it, it's a five-star hotel. It's not going to be anything like that. It was like, no, but you're going to have to sit in. Like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not sitting. He was like, in case there's any funny business, you will have to sit in and just, you know, adjudicate. So I, I was like, are you joking? And he made me. He said he would not have it and that's like so I, I want day one of this trip it was in a hotel room and i was sat there watching my 77 year old dad get a back rub like eyeballing this masseuse to make sure she didn't try any funny business with him it was like that's amazing like a prison guard at one of those visits like making sure that the hands are on the table it was so weird and then the other the weirdest thing was the uh, the when we met steven seagal so steven seagal was, was that staying, completely on the fly completely in the hotel random steven oh, seagal was in the hotel and we ended up having lunch with him on the last day he was like oh, i would like you to come for lunch with me so i went for lunch with my dad and steven's again <laughs> and it was so weird he talk, kept talking about like um vladimir putin and how oh he was my. such good friends with vladimir putin and then he told, told he was like explain to my dad how to use a samurai sword and how you can oh, like what <laughs> it's like, yeah, my dad lives in putney i don't think there's many you know there's Time much you need to whip the sword out <laughs> yeah so it was yeah it was pretty crazy what was the most difficult part of that process the i imagine traveling, it was very, like full on yeah very full on and the, yeah the traveling bit was hard the food like he won't eat anything he brought a suitcase out <laughs> Out full of like Coleman's mustard and marmite oh, and, things like that. <laughs> and nuts as well I was like we're in Thailand everything has nuts in it you can find nuts here mate so there was a lot it felt a bit like I imagine the like it was kind of like the role reversal of what a parent is like with their kids on holiday <laughs> yeah. I was like the parent yeah because he's not very adventurous we went camping once as kids because my mum was really wanted us to go camping to experience it and he was dragged along <laughs> and he went into the campsite took one look at the lavatory facilities and went <laughs> I'm left. not staying here <laughs> 
<laughs> so he booked himself into a hotel. No. <laughs> so he stayed in a hotel and we stayed on the campsite and we just saw him for dinner. And actually it was the best holiday we ever had because <laughs> we only had like little snippets of him. He's not there complaining the whole time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you can just go and do it in a hotel somewhere. So to get him to do quite a lot of that stuff and to sleep in a beach hut um, and to go to a full moon party. That was brilliant, the full moon oh, party. It's insane. <laughs> I never thought that he would do any of that stuff. You went so, to... I was about to say Cambodia and I was like, we yeah. went to Cambodia. We no, didn't do we, it. We, 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 we didn't go to Cambodia. <laughs> We went to Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> when did you go to Vietnam? That was last this October. time last year. It's cool, isn't it? Amazing. Very cool. Yeah, very, very, cool, very cool. I really liked it there. We went to Da Nang and Hanoi. The Hanoi, the place Hanoi. where they're all like playing on the street. No, we went no. to Ho Chi Minh. And what was the main city? Saigon. You've literally done what my dad did there. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it by the old name. Well, you know, learning the history and stuff. Yeah. Um, As he said, you know, Miss Ho Chi Minh would have been a way less successful musical. Oh. So I can see why <laughs> they went to Saigon. Did you go in any of the tunnels or anything? No, I, I did. Oh. I, the tr the roads were crazy. Mental. Like, yeah, it was like these like, people do the not know how to drive. And yeah. The people on the motorbikes. Oh. With like a, like four kids on the handlebar, yeah. and, and we like were just told a cow on they the were back. Like, the safest way to cross the road, they go just walk, just walk. Yeah, just, I was like, walk, walk in like, front of like three hundred <laughs> motorbikes, yeah. and they're like, yeah, they'll just move around it's you. It's so like, insane. Yeah, they said stare at them. If you look them in the eyes, they won't run you over. I was like, that is not like, do you know what you should try? Lights. <laughs> they work really well. Just a little man walking, green and red. It's perfect. Simple. No eye contact. Walk out in front of them and show them that you have no fear to die and you will not. But having done that with your dad and you obviously back chat as well, anything else in the, in the future? Like a film maybe or podcast or? No, I don't know. Think? I think... We might, we'd like to do another one of those, those for Netflix. And so there's a lot of places you haven't explored yet. I know. I quite want to take him around Europe. I want to take him on the Brexit farewell tour. Oh <laughs> he can go and say goodbye to all the oh countries that he voted to leave. <laughs> go say sorry. So I, I, yeah, I would like to do more. I mean, I've done lots of stuff with him and it all came from him because I, you know, he was like the big character in my stand-up and he still is. Like my current stand-up show, there's like, there's so many jokes about him because he's such a funny person yeah. and such a big figure in my life. It came from that and then I did the chat show with him and then we've ended up traveling around the world together. So I was going to yeah. say, for the show, who's idea was it were you like oh, i want to do this idea and you're like dad just come it'll be a laugh or was he involved in the no, no he, creative process yeah at all? it was for me and i said let's go on a gap yeah how would you feel about that and he was like mm, could we go to the south of france it's <laughs> not really where people go on, gap on a super yacht <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
your stepdad is on after this. Yeah, yeah, on he's the, coming on the podcast. You do stuff this. with him. Um, Done a few YouTube videos. Yeah, like not really. He's more just like. Do you do stuff with your mum? Yeah, like not, nothing to the extent that you do, but like. I've done videos with mum. I've never done a video of Simon before. This is Simon's first like public appearance. Really? Yeah, we just thought it'd be interesting to get him on to talk like what it was like <laughs> when I decided to not go to university to do YouTube. And oh, yeah, Find yeah, out yeah. how much of a little shit you were when yeah. you were younger. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, because I mean, that's like, yeah. I mean, when your kid turns around and says, I want to do YouTube. When yeah. I turn around and went, I want to be a stand-up comedian, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> li- li- literally. Like, but they must, because they, and they have to be like, smile and go, yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah, support you. Really but they must shut the door this. and just <laughs> scream, like punch the wall with, like, what has happened? <laughs> Why was, have I failed in this way? worse because i got my place in uni and i was doing still doing youtube all, along the side like hardly anyone's watching and then i thought i had a i took a gap year before going to uni did a Same. bit of traveling and then i got a, what i thought was a really good job and i was going to uni to do business and marketing and i was like no i'm, I'm like learning all the business stuff in this job like i don't yeah. even need uni so i said no to uni to this full-time job so they're already like fucking hell you've, you've gone to uni and you've just thrown that out the window then two years later, I was like, yeah, I really want to quit my job and just try YouTube. So they must have been like, oh, get <laughs> What was the real job? I was a salesman. Really? Yeah, in a software company. I was what? selling software to estate agents. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then Age training. How, how old? 19. That's very impressive. Sounds yeah, a lot very... better than it actually was. No, but I think that is quite impressive. I was spending a lot of time in my car driving around. Like, I'd drive up to like Scotland and stay in Premier Inns. Oh, I'd God. drive all over char- the country. Marcus has character building. Yeah. yeah. That's good though to have had life experience before, to have actually done something. Yeah. Like, I worked yeah. in a pub for a week and it's, you know. That's <laughs> for it. a week? Is that your <laughs> real world experience? Yeah. <laughs> I can't use the, well, part of the reason was because the man, I put ice in someone's whiskey and he called me a silly, oh, the okay. word that we can't use. <laughs> and I retaliated. I quite like ice in my whiskey. Yeah. Did you ask him first or did you just do it? I just did it. Oh. Which was a mistake. Matt's I told a, my dad Matt's he was a whiskey like, drink. Matt, like, <laughs> this really, could be offending I've just him. been on a whiskey tasting weekend oh, in Scotland. Oh, I bet that was amazing. It was pretty good. How Were do they you drink like... ice in your whiskey there? No, no. Oh, little it's... pipette of water allowed. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's allowed. <laughs> do you have ice in your whiskey or is that um, no? I do actually. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. I do. But I like to be asked first though. Yeah. I quite like it. Yeah, it's just, it makes it. it more palatable, I think. But yeah, it does. It opens it, 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 up the flavours. There we go. Exactly. How's <laughs> <laughs> this turned into like a whiskey <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I'm sad, like, I can't really add you need to this to, guy. You need to name drop a whiskey and then they might send us some. Uh, or sponsor the podcast. Or sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Matt, Matt, throw in some whiskey brands. <laughs> what did your parents want you to do before you did stand-up comedy? What did they have in mind for you growing up? Well, my dad always like, well, I wanted him to go and work for an investment bank, but I didn't think he did. I, I did a lot of art at school. I, I was an oh, art scholar. Oh, wait a minute, because I saw, because your dad had a book out, didn't he? Like shark infested waters? He did. He, uh, and you did the illustrations. I did you? the illustrations. Yeah, I've that seen them. Good knowledge. Researcher. <laughs> research. <laughs> That's amazing research. No one knows. We, we actually were going to have a little game, which clearly isn't well prepared from oh, our Oh, yeah, behalf. we said we um, were going to do that. I was going to ask you to do a quick self portrait of me. Yeah, I can. Or, that's that, not a self-portrait, is it? It's a portrait. No, that's a portrait. <laughs> <laughs> wow. this is, that, is that something you can? Yeah, I d- would that work on a podcast? Well, we I can have... put the picture up in oh, the show notes. We have socials. Oh yeah, there's other a- a- avenues. I just <laughs> need to find a piece of paper I'll that do I was supposed to have but here. Did you see yourself as like Quentin Blake or something? Yeah, I loved. I loved cartoons and that's characters. That's the only illustrator I know. That's, that's good the knowledge. Only one yeah, I but can he's name the draw. one to know. So I did a lot of that. I did. Por- I used to do portraits. So I did. Um, I did some of my parents' friends. I did. I did one of my friends. Did you sell them? How old yeah. are you at this point? You uh, sold them. Yeah, I sold them for like hundred quid. That's oh, pretty good. I used to do drawings and sell them for fifty p. Oh, 
The other thing is my friends, he's, who's calling? Oh, it's the door. That's <laughs> oh, the door. Is there another guest? <laughs> I haven't been good Jack, enough. get out. Get out. <laughs> we got Russell Howard at the door. <laughs> what, what, Jack wants to know. open it up. The, the box of excitement, what is it? It's from Nike. Basically, my mum and Simon, my stepdad, are staying with me for a few days. And I wanted to take, my mum likes fitness. And I want to take her to Barry's boot camp. Oh, no. She forgot to bring her gym stuff. So I was like, oh, if, I ask, for free. if I ask Nike <laughs> nicely, they'll give you stuff. because I want to go stuff. to Barry's boot camp soon, Marcus. Yeah, I want to go to Barry's boot camp as well. There's one around here, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> my flatmate goes if and he people could see dummy. this intense look yeah, I think should, but also go. we want the Nike stuff as well please yeah. Yeah. you've got free Nike some. stuff off no, me yeah, you can calm it <laughs> <laughs> when we were in LA you got a free kit oh, that was amazing actually <laughs> so do you want me to draw you just quickly what's like, really annoying is I actually went to start drawing there and I always start with the ears and <laughs> oh you can't see them oh. would you like me to yeah one at a time okay Jack is currently drawing Marcus yeah, the problem is with the drawing. I don't know whether I can... T no, well, it's going all right at the moment. It's also a bit of a wobbly dining table. You know, it's a bit grainy. Oh, I don't want any wood. excuses I'm here. Just, no, no, no. What for if I don't make you look pretty? Pretty. Oh, God, I've given you a very big jaw. <laughs> <laughs> do you, so do you still draw now? Um, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is not going to be very good. See, it's just quite hard to... Under pressure. Yeah. Jack, I mean, you could do a graphic novel. I would quite like to do it. Well, it could be like The Adventures of You and Your Dad or something like that. I'm yeah. staying very I'm still. I'm pitching this right now. That is quite a good idea. If I wasn't drawing, I'd write it down. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're putting a lot more effort into it than I thought. I was expecting a quick little like <sighs> circle or something. Yeah, but I just don't want to... Your eyebrows is actually what it is the most um, distinguishing feature of your face. Jack, you have, if you could um, you have sign slightly, that as well. You have, <laughs> I've got a, no. an eBay account and... Uh, <laughs> Make sure you date it. It's quite hard to your beard. It's like, um, you look way you, older. You can, a, you can give me a goatee. If I was going to say, that's a bit of a David Brent goatee, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of going to be like what you look like in 10 years' time. In 10 years' time, if you become a different person. <laughs> 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 it's like one of those apps. You've got these sort of sorry little sad oh, you've been told that puppy before. dog eyebrows. <laughs> Didn't you say that your eyebrows, for some reason, they don't go up or something? No, like yeah, that. they just go up. Steffi really loves my eyebrows. Oh. No, they're very sweet. <laughs> but it must be hard for you to look angry because they're always like, oh. <laughs> you always look... You yeah, have they very always end up going down. Yeah, it's very sympathetic eyebrows. It must be annoying if you're trying to have an argument because <laughs> you always look like you're siding with them when in actual fact you're not. I've, Maybe that's why I've your never, girlfriend I've likes them. I've never looked into it in that much detail. <laughs> See, I think about these things a lot. That's what I was thinking when I was staring at you eating your breakfast. <laughs> I was like, if he wants to send this back, he is fucked. What's going on with my? I don't know. I, I think don't. that's pretty. I'm decent trying to give to you a honest. distinguished. It's much better than. Let's go. Marks out of ten. Adam, the Oracle. Marks out of ten. Full marks. Full it's marks. gone ten. Under pressure because you did well. You um, what's it called when you do two things? Well, at the same? Multitask. Wait, Marcus. <laughs> you can't even do one task. <laughs> We've just done to Jack what we hate doing when people do it to you. It's like tell a joke. You just yeah. do that with drawing. Yeah, draw a picture. Literally. On the spot, I'm so he, sorry. He looks like he wants to go already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a, a nine. A nine, thank Just you Just because, you know. Marcus, it's not great. I will give you a 9.5. But in life, yeah. nothing's 10 out of 10, is it? That's I want more it. criticism. I, it's, you know, well, my criticism is the, the weird the pokey jaw. jaw. I was I trying to give you like, you know. Lumps in my jaw, but don't worry. Jowls. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's the next question? Did, I'm so excited about where it's going to go. You're going to suddenly <laughs> throw me an absolute curveball. We're going to start telling you to tell some jokes. No, that's the that's next definitely book. not. We can't do that. I have no <laughs> jokes. I told you they're all gone. They're all on Netflix. If you want to hear my jokes, <laughs> check out my Netflix special, Jack Whitehall at large. Is that why um, streaming Seinfeld now. didn't do many like st- uh, like specials? Because apparently I heard this on, I think it was like Judd Apatow's something or other. Yeah. And he was like, he's got the same routine that he's done for like 15 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, there is... A, the, he didn't want to put it on tape because it'd be, well, why would people go and see that, I guess? Yeah, that is... There is part of that. There is part of you not wanting to do it and trying to keep it for as long as you can because it's like, once it's committed yeah. to tape, then you can't use it. But also, I do feel genuinely annoyed sometimes because I go to see comedians... And the ones that talk slowly, they have to write half the material that I write because I talk so fast. And I'm so like, it's so high energy that I have to write double the stuff. It's so annoying. And I just think to myself, if I just slow Slow down, down. if I just like my mate, John Bishop, I, I mean, he literally... He can get like, in the time he does one joke, I have to write five. And it makes me so annoyed because I'm like, oh... Just talk slower or that like repeat it. Means you're funnier. Why don't you try? No, it, it doesn't. It just show. means there's more. You should try a warm up show and just see how it goes down. I used just... to, <laughs> probably before you saw me, before the bright or days. maybe didn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to when I first started. I went through a few phases, and there, there are a few of them which you would like if you saw them now. We would all cringe. So there's um, the deadpan phrase that I did where I, where I walked on. Oh, all of them I didn't speak with my actual voice because I was worried about being posh. So all of them I talked like I was from the estuary, like geezer, like Danny Dyer. So the first one that I did, I started doing it. I was all like Russell Brand and I was trying to be Russell Brand and I went on and I was like, oh, all right. Um, And I was trying to do that. That was cringe. Then I was like, that's not working. And no one was laughing. So I was like, I'm going to go really deadpan. So then I went on and I was like, oh, it's all talking like that. And there's few video footage. I was about to say, are there videos? I think there's one. My mum definitely has one set and i'm all talking about that like that and then i was like this you know what make this even better is if i wear a parker jacket so i used to go on with a parker jacket like kenny from south park (laughs) and i'd stand there on stage and i'd talk to mark like that and i'd be really slow and i'd do these jokes that were just just and and i had to stop wearing the parker jacket because one night it was so hot i nearly fainted So yeah, and then I and then I went through a few other sort of various like incarnations of those, including a character where I did poems. Oh, I did poems. <laughs> yeah, that I only did one gig of that. Jasper, oh. I did like comedy poems, and then eventually I found my voice. Because you're also <laughs> quite good with accents, right? Quite are you quite like good with accent. accents? Yeah, but do you practice them, or do you, are you just like you've got that natural ability? Yeah, I'm all right with them in, in like little bursts, and yeah. when I'm doing a story, I can do someone jump accent. into it. But I'm not great at like doing a sustained accent. Like right. if I was doing an audition and I was trying to do American, the minute I hear it go, then I'm out. You've got to do American. American. <laughs> Have you got a voice coach to no. help you do it? No, it's so hard. Can you do American? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. about this job is it, it pointing it, towards maybe not doing but it. But it is getting into the acting stuff it is everyone wants an american accent oh, it's like you, have, you to. have to be able to do the american accent yeah and i and i've had it where i've like i've done auditions and they're meant to have been american and i've read the script and i've gone oh actually i mean there's nothing that says american it doesn't say <laughs> the thing so maybe i could just do it as english and i had one in la and i went in and i and i went oh and talked to the producer and the director and they were really nice and they're like oh we, we think you're great and like in your own time and i started doing it and they went um we're just gonna stop you there 
um, are you going to do it in an American accent? <laughs> I was like, uh, no, no, I just thought I could do it as British because um, obviously it doesn't say anything. It was like, well, no, no, you will need to do it in an American accent. And I was like, well, yeah, but why? And they went, uh, you're playing the young Harrison Ford. And I was like, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, that's probably, I'm um, probably, he, he doesn't want to do English. <laughs> so, maybe. so yeah, that was a, that was a disaster. That is, I, I said to you before, that is one of my biggest fears, I think, walking into an audition room just because it, what the pressure. Yeah, yeah, but you've done but, like shows and like, all this kind of stuff. You've, so you've done that in front of like thousands of people. It's different. Yeah, but it's difference? Different. different because you're... What's well, more intense? That, I don't know. I, I'm completely with you. I, I can I can go on stage in front of 10,000 people. It doesn't make doesn't, me nervous yeah. at all. I can go into a room with one person and Shit I will so. fall apart. Yeah. And I've done it and I've fallen apart. And Have you ever cried in an audition? Uh, oh, no, <laughs> what, not when I meant to, when I when they when they want you to cry, I yeah. can't do it, and then when that's they don't, I'm fucking <laughs> weeping. I've come out of auditions and had a little cry, definitely, like just falling just apart. Like, I had one job where I got so close, an Irish accent, and then all of a sudden I was doing the audition of the third callback, so oh, close, me and one other well. actor. I was like, I've got this part, and I went in and I started talking in the Irish accent, and it was going really well. And then all of a sudden, I ended up doing like what sounded like a Jamaican accent, and I was like, No, 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 stop, stop! And I couldn't wrestle it back, and I didn't get it. I've had one where my American agent, because this is the other thing, they will lie to you and they will lie to the people that you're going to see. As I'm walking in the door, I'm on the phone to them, and uh, they're like, "And you can play the guitar." I was like, "I no, I can't. That's not something that I can do." They had told them that I was an accomplished guitar player, so I had to go into this audition and lie and pretend that I could play the guitar. That is so funny. I've had a job like that where I went to brand. It was like for a branded job, and they're like, "Oh yeah, um, you can skateboard, can't you?" I was like, "No, I can't." And they're like, "Oh, but you're." Um, I can't remember who it was, but they said uh, your representatives said that you can snowboard. So we just said thought you could skateboard. I was like, I definitely can't skateboard. <laughs> Bring out the skateboard. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you have to be so careful with that stuff. Lying about what you're able to do. But you can sing, can you? No. Yeah. <laughs> I for a long time I said I could ride a horse, and I couldn't. But actually, but I, I then had something riding a horse. Yeah, and I turned up, and they were like, "You can ride a horse." I was like, "Yep." And they put me on the horse, and I did not know whether I could ride the horse at this point. There was still a good chance that I could not ride a horse. Did you ride it? I rode the horse. Oh. I mean, to be fair, probably not that well. And I was like, oh, "Just rejug my memory because it's been a long time since I was on a horse." How do I start it? And the lady was like, "Oh, you just give it a ah, yes, of yeah. course. That's what you do. You give it a little kick in the thing, and then off it went." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm seem to be winging this." I was like, let's up the pace now. And it was good. I, I completely got away with n not having ever ridden a horse and pretending that I could. I went on a horse once and got kicked off the top of it. Oh, God, yeah. that sounds painful. By who? The horse or someone else? No, by the horse. Because <laughs> family friends, I was like 10 and they had to give their horse injections. I thought it was a good idea to sit on the horse whilst they gave it an injection. <laughs> that is not and a good idea. Yeah, it literally threw me off. Oh, back. no. So, oh. Never got on a horse since then. If only there was some, you know, kind of phrase that I could give you about <laughs> what you should do in that. Okay. Oh yeah. Have you ridden a horse? Uh, never, and no. I don't plan to either. Oh, don't you? It's scary. They're so tall. I'm not a tall person. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, right. you but admitted that? No, but they're massive though, especially like the Great Shire horses and things like that. They measure. Maybe start little... with a little one, like a little. Yeah, but I like can't do Brighton, that. Brighton, they have donkeys, don't they? Do they? On the beach? <laughs> Along the beach. <laughs> 
Do you <laughs> not get a, be- a, a donkey on the beach in Brighton? I don't, I've never seen I'm that. Sure you can. <laughs> I'm sure you can. In Bournemouth, maybe? No. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I swear I've been in Brighton and I've seen... Can you, on your private Google, can you... There's definitely... You can get a donkey ride in Brighton. That's what we should do. Instead seaside donkey. Seaside donkey. Trip advisor. See, I told you. Just wondering, but are there any other seaside towns south of Western Supermare that has donkeys on the beach? Does Brighton, Bournemouth, Weymouth, or other places have them too? Answer? None in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Just try walking on the shingle beach. <laughs> okay, I've completely made that up. Then. Weymouth, oh, Weymouth certainly has donkey Weymouth. rides. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should do. Instead of cycling to Brighton, I should get a donkey to Brighton. <laughs> and then there'd, there'd be one there. And we could all go on it. I just think it's scary, like horses. They're so unpredictable. Like, how do you control? No, they're quite they're well trained. Are they? Come on, they well, are not, well trained. You hear about people who die them. when yeah. they're on them. Do no, you? Not an yeah. expert <laughs> rider like me. Not the horse whisperer over here. <laughs> <laughs> but you get kicked a lot. Oh as well. my god, mate! You, no. got, think, if you, if you, you walk behind and oh. you get kicked. No, they don't. Not the not the good ones. No. You don't get. You I, get I in t- a car every day. You've got more chance of dying there. I came on on a horse on my um my stage show. Uh, yeah, I Every saw that. Night. Yeah, yeah. I came on, on on a horse. And I've also, I did a film last year for a Disney film. And uh, my first scene on this Disney film was with this actress who was on a horse and I was on foot. <laughs> I played a soldier and she was like the princess. And I was quite nervous because I'd never done a Disney film before. And I walk on and this massive set and the director and, and I'd never been on anything of that scale before. So I was quite nervous. And it was the first scene of me, like close up of me. And I was doing the scene with this princess and I was talking to her. And all of a sudden, the horse that she was on started shitting everywhere. And no one shouted cut. So I carried on talking. And I could see this like this, this avalanche of poo dropping from this horse. I was like, should I stop? Or no, no one's stopping. I just had to like try to carry on. And then all of a sudden, I had to call. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't go on. I like... You know, I don't want to be like prissy or like, you know, <laughs> oh, look at this guy waltzing onto set with his demands. And I don't have any demands as an actor other than whatever's standing in front of me can't shit itself. <laughs> that's like my only thing. Did you want to talk about um, bounty hunters? Oh, that's that's that, just that, come out. You're meant to be <laughs> um, that, um, as we know, because it went out last week, is like a, an action comedy thriller that i wrote for sky and it's me and um rosie perez and yeah it's it's a it's a fun show it's very ambitious it's very it goes all over the world and ends up in a mexican drug cartel i actually ride a donkey on that oh in that oh, show there we go. so more mexico brighton mexico brighton <laughs> international jet setter <laughs> so that i wrote with um wrote with my mate as the same team as like a bad education right? yeah, like yeah, yeah. Writing partner. yeah he's the i was at school with him he was in the year above me at school oh. And we hated each other no for the way. first year at school. Yeah, we really hated each other. Like, because we were clearly quite similar, and that's why we hated each other. When uh, what was the bonding moment? We both liked the same comedy. We oh, both really liked okay. the League of Gentlemen, Little Britain, The Office, things like that. Yeah. And you know, through that, we became mates. And then we started writing sketches together. We wrote some very early sketches, which would be the equivalent, I guess, of like you looking YouTube back on your stuff. early YouTube yeah. vids. We had these sketches Classic. that are on his um his laptop and they're all audio and they're st- I mean they're so weird and a lot of them are quite homoerotic as well um, and so those hopefully will never see the light of day but we've written together ever since and then we wrote this show together it took about two two and a half years to get oh. that's what I'm talking about like it's just so slow you write one episode then you have wow. to wait for someone to go yeah you can write more and then they make you write two and then you 
like those and then you film it and you edit it and how long did bad the movie bad education take because that was actually quite quick yeah because you've already like you know obviously the format from the show etc so yeah i guess that's quite fast right? and also they wanted to get it out in time for the you know just after the series had ended Fair. so that came about quite quickly but when you're doing something that's new and this show that we wrote it's like it's a proper like action comedy like there's car chases and like sh- um, gunfights and you know like big stunts and stuff and because we wanted to we'd never written that stuff before and we love like you know big action films and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that so we were like we want to write something that's a parody of that okay so to write that stuff and to film it you need a lot of money and you need people to go oh you know what we're going to take a risk and we're going to do that because comedy is normally quite cheap to do yeah. and this was not cheap so that that's why it took so long because we were writing really ambitious stuff and does he ever is he starring anything at all no like, he's, he's never just in anything yeah Wait, oh. did you write um because he wrote cockroaches right? yeah yeah, yeah, did yeah. You, were you on that as well? Yeah. I know you, obviously you were acting it, but did you write that? No, no, no. He wrote oh. that on his own. Do you yeah. know, um, I was at the cast and crew screening of that because I was you? interning at Big Talk at the time. Were and you? you were very nice. Oh, so, good. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally I passed. am an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so did you, you worked at Big Talk? I was, yeah, I was just interning for like a couple of weeks. And yeah. as it happened, they were like, oh, we need someone to help. I was an usher showing people to their seats. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, where's Jack White over there? Oh. <laughs> Swanning around. <laughs> yeah. the big I am. <laughs> Time for the big questions. Yeah. Okay. Oh. The big question. The big question. Ooh. Don't you love putting people on edge with the big question? Do. do you always have a big question? Yeah. yeah. Having listened to all 44 of the episodes, yeah. that's <laughs> why I know that you end know. with a big yeah, question. Of course. Format of a big question is Matt goes away and finds strange articles on the internet. Yep. Of which there are a few, I'm a, I, yep. I think. Yeah. And he <laughs> shares those with the audience. Um, and from that comes a big question thrown at me usually and I'm thrown in the deep end. I have no idea what the question great. is. You're joining me on that journey today. Oh, great, so. great, great. We'll hold, so, hold hands and jump in together. <laughs> what did you just see, Jack? I saw the mirror. Okay, cool. That's it. That's fine. The um, big question this week, the headline is, how freakish fish with human face has been pensioner's best friend for a decade. Whoa, that's... Whoa. <sighs> okay. So this is the daily Would you mirror. put in like a music sting after that when you edit it? Not normally, but oh, I, I, could I think do. you probably should. <laughs> yeah, because it, it deserves it. So okay. basically the article is about a bizarre sea creature's friendship with a Japanese pensioner. And essentially, well, I'll show you a picture first. How oh. cute is that? Oh my God. That is not cute at all. <laughs> oh. oh my God, it looks like a deformed whale. I think it's it looks so quite cute weird. in a way. No. Look at that friendship though. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. Do we know the details of the relationship? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. (laughs) Has it got a blowhole? (laughs) 30 years ago, the uh, scuba diving pensioner was visiting (laughs) Yoriko, an Asian sheep shed rassi, also known as Kopuduwai. So, do you like this? I like your, none, of the, none of these are right. No, but you're, you are attempting a Japanese accent when you say yeah. that. <laughs> Apparently, it's like 56 feet underneath a like, water park. Oh, yeah. So the guy, so this is a good story. The pensioner was like stuck and was had no food or anything. And then the fish came up and was helping him. What, with food? 
No, no, but I'm just, I'm reading this and we just got to take it what, as it so, is. Or he's either bringing him food or he's like pushing him out of a stuck hole. What is he? <laughs> well, he's oh, bringing no up way. other fish. <laughs> I've got it wrong. So oh. it was the pensioner who was feeding this fish. Right, yes. That, that makes, that a lot makes so much more sense. The pensioner was starving and a fish came up and gave him food. No, the fish couldn't catch its own food. And the guy started feeding him uh, crabs. Is it because of its funny mouth? Well, maybe. I would say sad. But ever since then, this guy has visited every year to feed it some crabs. Once a year? (laughs) That's not a friendship. (laughs) No, no, it is because he lives in a different part of Japan. So he he makes it like a commute. I see my dentist once a year. (laughs) We're not friends. (laughs) My question to you is, what is something unique that only you and your best mate do? Ooh. It's hard, isn't it? I, just... I can go first. I, I do have one. Yeah, yeah, because you have it's time. So, it, it, the question is so much better than the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that weird, like confused. And yeah, okay. Oh, by the way, if you want to see the picture, I'll put it in the show notes. The article, so, so you, you can, can see, see the cute, yeah, yeah. cute fish. What I used to do a lot when I was a Cineworld member, what I used to do was go drinking in there. We used to take a uh, hip flask. Oh yeah, yeah, my best best mate. Yeah, and it made bad films really enjoyable. Yeah, like that's Batman versus Superman. It was really good. Really? It, oh no, oh, no, it was if funny. You're really drunk. <laughs> oh, I'm. Have you got anything? No, no. Go let with? me think. There will be. There definitely will be. Oh well, actually, me and my mate, and this didn't stop until quite late. Me and my best mate, we love playing Premier Manager '98. <laughs> <laughs> which is i mean really not a great game dated so dated and like it, it, I, I used to i was obsessed with championship manager like obsessed i played so much and when i was at school i wrote a book um of all the bargains um on oh championship manager 2001 which i laminated <laughs> and would sell to my friends so that they could borrow this little booklet of bargains so with like sweaty. joan aslund and, and all these other players that i'd like coded in, in in the book and it had like chapters on like different areas of europe and different leagues and stuff and i used to hand that around to my friends so i was obsessed with championship manager but premier Man- and then i stopped playing it but the one game that we carried on playing and like every year around Christmas when we were both back at our parents, I'd go around to his and we'd play on the old PlayStation and we'd play Premier Manager 98. Oh, Ooh, um, the only thing I can think of right now is me and my best mate Max travelled Australia together and we had a camper van for three, like for a trip and we had a cool bag with us where we put all our like beer and goon in and stuff. And um, by the end of the trip, we had one beer left. Australian beer and we said that we would keep this beer until one of us gets married and we keep sharing it between houses so I have it for six months then Max has it for really? six months really I didn't know and that the, fir- the first one. person who gets married will c- crack that beer open there probably that's um, great it's upstairs on my shelf right now is so it it's, it's Max's turn soon I've had it for a bit you more than six that's months so, that's yeah. such a cool oh story <laughs> yeah did you know that I knew that you had the beer and I knew the story because I always used to joke I'm just going to drink it one day yeah. but what type of beer is it it's the Tui's I don't know if you ever had it. There's no. like a reindeer on it. Like, what will happen to it? I don't know. It's it's about eight years old already. So and it's not been refrigerated. It's just who do you think will get married first? Is he Ooh. in a relationship? Oh yeah, he's in a six year relationship. Oh, you gonna say? I think you're gonna get married. Do first. you? Yeah. Are they engaged? No. I think you're gonna get married first. Yeah. Got a feeling. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. I think you you should have a few beers going just because. <laughs> well, why don't you all get married together? By, by fifty, you would have been through a few joint what? wedding. <laughs> joint wedding. Why didn't you do that? And then, like, the big centerpiece could be you both taking a sip of this beer. I'll pass. And everyone claps when you're doing it. 
I'm all right. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> what's better? Because you two are both like, you know, celebrities and famous and all of this. <laughs> and I'm a normie. Um, what's better, having a blue tick on Twitter or having a Wikipedia page? Uh, blue tick on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Wikipedia page. It's not good. Well, the thing is, can any, anyone it. can create a Wikipedia, can't they? Yeah. And it will like last for a bit, but then... Did you create yours? No, but... Jack, did you create yours? No, and I wish I had. I, had <laughs> I got very annoyed because I tried to change it multiple times. I oh, released yeah. a parody single and it got into the top, it got to number 15 in the charts, but they never showed, they said it got to 85 on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. So I kept trying to go in and edit. I was like, actually, it was 15, not 85. I did it about four <laughs> times, gave up because they kept changing it back. Why? And it's it has changed now. They have realized their mistake oh. and... I feel amazing for that now. Keep doing it. Yeah. You won the war. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, for listening to episode 45 of Lower Your Expectations with the wonderful man himself, Jack Whitehall. He has been a fantastic guest. And I would like to inform you that you can go and watch the stuff we've talked about on the show, his brand new Netflix stand-up comedy and his show as dad. Stream it on Netflix right now. Thank you. That was great. And I believed every word. There you go. <laughs> was that better than Graham Norton? It was so that? much better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we will see you guys next week in our episode. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,